The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Haley Sutton. Good afternoon, everyone. A fun four o'clock hour we have planned for you guys here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. I'm Haley Sutton with Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. Ladies, it is a Jerry Jones Tuesday. We've had a lot of chatter from him today. Uh, He spoke this morning on the fan, obviously, and he's always interesting when we get to listen to him on the radio. But uh, the big thing everyone's been talking about, obviously, uh, Dak Prescott update. He said he is not ready to play in a game just yet. He cannot fully grip the football, so he obviously can't step in and play quarterback against the Rams just yet. But they are not ruling him out just yet. So I want to start there with you guys, just your initial thoughts on hearing uh, that update. I know Dak had a doctor's appointment uh, earlier today, but just your initial thoughts on what Jerry had to say. Just continue to let him get better, man. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I'm very copacetic when it comes to what's going on with Dak I Prescott. I really want yeah, That's a big word. I li- <laughs> listen, I'm trying to expand word of the out day, here. Copacetic. <laughs> Can you use that in a sentence, said, please? Copacetic. <laughs> Spell but, it out. <laughs> now, listen, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, I just, okay. I mean, I, I like that. I do like they're being somewhat transparent about, like, I think, yeah. you know, uh, Calvin Watkins tweeted out more details about, like, you know, they're waiting on the swelling and stuff like that. So I do like the openness with kind of us knowing what's going on with this injury, but let him take his time. There's no reason to push him right now. I understand this next two day games are a big deal, but right now, you know, we're going to talk about it later. But, yeah, he should – it's okay right now. Right? Honestly, I'm not sh- I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised what? by any means. You're not surprised no. that he's not playing? I'm not shocked <laughs> by any means. And and really, um, you know, as, as everybody wanted to be optimistic and say, oh, Dak could be back by the Rams game, even back when he first got hurt, I keep saying this over and over, it is his throwing hand. And this is not an injury that you want to rush any quarterback back in, especially, you know, your starting quarterback, right? And so – I'm not surprised, but also I'm really not surprised because during the broadcast on Sunday, you heard Aaron Andrews even talking about it. And you heard Aaron Andrews, you saw the zoom in of the hand, you know, <laughs> for those of us that aren't like around Dak to, to see, see it firsthand, it did look a little swollen and I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying anything, but, um, just how she alluded to, yeah, he kind of pushed it a little too hard this week. Um, I wasn't surprised. And and kind of in that moment on Sunday, I was like, oh, yeah, Dak's not going to play the Rams game, which is okay because, you know what, even Jerry Jones said on the fan, he didn't expect this team to be 3-1 and one at this point. No I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody did. And, and um, the Cowboys have that padding, and they are in a position to where really – they can afford to keep Dak out for this game and and play off the chemistry that they have, uh, keep gelling that that offensive line, keep making sure everything is nearly perfect for when Dak is ready to come back physically and mentally because that's something we talk about a lot on this show. Yeah, I love that you brought up Erin uh, Andrews and her report and showing just how swollen Dak's hand looks because I think for a lot of people, uh, and the guys even talked about it earlier um, on Talking Cowboys, uh, for a guy like Dak, you know, who is – physically 
besides that hand, everything else is good to go. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating knowing Very. that the one thing that's holding you back is this, you know, freaking thumb Yo, issue. Yeah. Right? But what of I will say, yeah, what I will say, uh, and it's good that you have Cooper Rush as your insurance. I've obviously never played NFL football before, but I did play uh, college soccer. Okay. Um, I know. Right? I know. Okay. Throwing a little out there. Uh, but no, so, um, and obviously, like, I still play pretty regularly. Last year, uh, I broke my elbow. Oh. And uh, it was one of those injuries where I got really lucky because it uh, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, towards the end of physical therapy, I was at the point where, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and, you know, like, I'm, like, showing the doctor, like, I can do all this stuff. Right. And he's like, all right, like, you better chill out. Like, you're going to get yeah. too ahead of yourself and then it's going to make it worse. And sure enough, I thought I was big, went to Orange Theory, picked up that 10-pound weight instead mm. of the 5-pound weight, and my elbow just immediately gave out. Oh, and no. all of that work I had been doing for four weeks is like, now you're back to square one. Yeah. So I say that in saying, obviously, I'm not comparing my elbow injury that I got in an no, adult makes, league soccer game sure. to Dak Total Prescott's sense. injury he got in the NFL. But what I will say is that I think it's important... Uh, to see those things and for not just, you know, the team and the broadcast to see that kind of stuff, but for fans to see, like, this is still a serious injury. This is something where he has plates and he has screws. You know, he had to have surgery to get fixed. So I think it's important uh, that we keep that in mind uh, as far as that timetable goes. And when you have a guy like Cooper Rush who has impressed all of us, yeah. why rush it? And I think something really important, too, and we touch base on this all the time on the show, is the mental conditioning. And and I cannot imagine how Dak feels, just the frustration yeah. of knowing mentally. We've heard him talk about, I've seen how simple this game plan can be. I'm seeing it from a new perspective. He's ready to get back in there. Mentally, yeah. his mind is ready. But I, I think something, too, that's going to be important for Dak as uh, he does get more touches on the ball and, and we see him start to incorporate in practice when that time comes is the mental aspect of playing post-injury mm-hmm. and I think that's something Dak has handled very well with what we've seen especially you know Tampa Bay last season when he came back from the ankle injury his mental aspect of playing after an injury is is there um, but we haven't seen it with a throwing hand injury mm-hmm. right so uh, I think if anybody can do it it's going to be Dak but yeah, you know what? We're all ready to see Dak back in. It's Get just you have to be patient. And a week, in retrospect, doesn't seem like a long time, I guess, from a fan perspective. But really, when you look at the amount of hours within that week that is giving that thumb to Hill, give him the week. I don't want to see Dak until he's 100% healthy. Um, and I also think that this is something I've noticed with Mike McCarthy um, since he's gotten here. He takes health very seriously. He yes. does. Like, he... He does not seem to play about it, right? And even so to where he's, you know, countering, you know, what the reports are, what's been out in, you know, in the media prior to him having his interviews, this guy definitely puts health first with these players. And I think Michael Gallup is another testament to, like, Mm -hmm. them waiting till a guy is ready. And then when he comes back, he's he looks himself because we saw it last year, even with Tank Lawrence late in the year coming back from the foot injury. He came back in and he looked himself yeah. because they took time, you know, Neville Gallimore as well. Like so I think that it's important that we also give some credit there to them, the way they're handling it. And the fact that how Mike McCarthy has just handled the injuries in this in this on this team this last couple of years, because we've yeah. had. Cowboys have had some very serious ones. And he's always saying it's a continuous conversation, yes. right? So it's mm-hmm. not just a, oh, have fun with your rehab. We'll see it when we see it. No, he said it's a continuous conversation. I think the perfect example of that was Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup feeling uh, comfortable enough to say, hey, coach, mentally, it's not there yet. And and Mike McCarthy saying, all right, 
I think that's a good testament to Mike McCarthy and the culture he's created here. Yeah. yeah. He talked a lot about that yesterday, too, because obviously the biggest story, I think, in the NFL right now is what's going on with Tua Tungavailoa. And you and asked him Dolphins. about that at the press conference. Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to say. Uh, just the way that was handled, uh, one of the things McCarthy said was, you know, I'm the last person uh, that, the, that you should be asking about injuries when it comes to players because those guys aren't going to tell me, you know, sure. like— uh, at least not off rip, you know, like you're a competitor. You're going to tell your coach, like, I'm ready to play. Put me in. But I, I loved how he answered that question and just yeah. the way he, he takes uh, health and not just health, but like mental health mental as health, well. Yeah. It's so important for these guys. I think yeah. it really, uh, to Justice's point, I think it really helps the players be like, hey, you know what? Like maybe maybe yeah. today's not the day. Maybe, it, you know, now's not the time. Right. Yeah. And speaking of injuries, we, uh, we got some news today that I don't think anybody really – all coming. I oh, think it was kind of out of out of left field yeah. uh, today. So Haley, what's what's the update with uh, Jake McQuaid? Yeah, we do have an injury update with Jake McQuaid. He has a torn triceps injury. I guess it happened uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, he has since been moved to IR, so his season will be done. Uh, long snapper, of course, and a lot of uh, the conversation on special teams has just been, you know, his contributions to uh, keeping the special teams uh, consistent. And uh, one of the things we talked about before we hopped on here was just you never really recognize how important those guys are, uh, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. The long snapper is not the first guy you think of when you're analyzing a game. So yeah. uh, they did sign two other guys uh, to take his place. They worked out for signed two. Uh, so it will definitely be interesting to see how um, whoever gets the start on Sunday slides into that role uh, and uh, just how important uh, Jake McQuaid was yeah. for special teams. Yeah, I, I tweeted out like He's been here a long time. This guy is a consistent part of, of this team. So um, I'll, I'll be curious to see how things are moving forward. But then also, too, you know, special teams play has been important. You know, uh, anger has been very important to what the, this team does defensively as well. So um, ho hopefully whoever they bring in here, they can get in sync real quick and, you know, continue to play good ball. Yeah, definitely. And and I think special teams has been a topic of conversation uh, really for the Cowboys this season for for good reasons. And, uh, you know, it's it's um, it's always unfortunate when you see a guy end in the season. So I really feel for for Jake McQuaid, especially being the veteran leader that he is. Um, I, I think that's that's of course, a huge loss for, for special teams in terms of locker room leadership. Sure. And so, um, you know, but the, the thing about this team is they are resilient and they do come back from, uh, you know, losing those leaders and they all kind of step up with that next man up mentality. So that'll mm -hmm. be that'll be interesting to to see kind of transpire these next few weeks. Yeah, and it's been interesting, too, like you mentioned, with special teams being so uh, integral. Uh, I'm always curious. Uh, again, as a soccer player, I pay a lot of attention to the kickers sure. and, uh, you know, what that situation looks like. And so um, tomorrow, obviously, you have practice, and we'll get to chat in the locker room. So I'm actually interested to talk to Brett Maher and just see uh, from a relationship standpoint, from a yeah. leadership standpoint, uh, how that affects him. You know, yeah. this is a guy who's probably having one of the best seasons of his career, at least to start. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see how that chemistry, if it plays a factor at all in his abilities. And something interesting now that we're on the topic of Brett Maher, John Fossil talked about um, Brett Maher a lot during his uh, his press conference. And something he mentioned was that uh, the block, the blocked the blocked kick and, yeah, and Brett Maher was the one that made <laughs> oh, the tackle yeah. but tackle. something that he mentioned which I really never even thought about from from this perspective was Brett Maher wasn't 
coached to do the tackle. He really, you look at it from a football standpoint, he should have jumped on the ball to get the fumble back. But instinctively, uh, he talked about how he talked to Brett Maher after the fact. And Brett Maher's like, no, because if I would have gone for the fumble, uh, you know, and tried to recover the ball, that could have made the ball go everywhere that could have put the giant uh, the giants oh my goodness the commanders <laughs> in, in better uh, in better field position and it could have been a worse thing but for brett maher to have that kind of thought within what point seconds mm-hmm. uh, incredible for him to just say i'm gonna do the tackle get keep the ball where it's already at that's that's incredible to me to to hear about Brett Maher. So good for Brett Maher. We're money Maher stands on this podcast, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. In this podcast, we enjoy talking about <laughs> Brett Maher, and we enjoy talking about the special teams as well. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. When we come back, we're going to talk a little defense. They've been the talk of the town so far this season, so stick with us. We've got some good stuff coming up on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation, so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to break down this Cowboys defense uh, after this read with Jess. And uh, we're going to talk about the ultimate fan experience. You can get that fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan by joining Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, uh, starting at just 20 bucks. I mean, that's a steal, people. That is amazing. <laughs> Join us now to get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. You can do this by visiting DallasCowboys.com United for details and join today. $20. That takes you a long way. I love that. Yeah. $20 doesn't even get me a full tank of gas these days. <laughs> so uh, that sounds like the better deal. Uh, anyways, ladies, we've been talking so much this season about this Dallas Cowboys defense. There's not a whole lot uh, more we can say, but something that can be said about this team, uh, Dan Quinn said yesterday, he said that something that he wants these guys to focus on every week is a phrase. He said, so what? now what mm-hmm. right and i he kind of interpreted that as okay like sure the defense is doing this every game but so what that's in the past now we focus on what we can do uh going forward obviously a big talking point uh, this season has been addressing the run defense mccarthy talked about that yesterday as well aisha i know you have some points on that so give <laughs> us your thought on that run defense girl. yeah so uh we were talking about it earlier you know before the show like 
Although I don't like, you know, some of the run fits on that side of the ball sometimes. And we saw we've seen teams, you know, attack the edge of this Cowboys defense. Um, It's obvious it's been talked about, you know, Micah playing edge. You're seeing teams go at him. You're seeing teams, you know, try to get him in rough situations, chipping him, stuff like that. And really, when I first started hearing about it and seeing it on film also was I immediately just thought about Demarcus Lawrence. And just how much we forget and just don't think about what this guy does in the trenches in run defense. It is difficult, you know, to just stay there on that edge and have to deal with those guys climbing on you, chipping you. Um, so I, I think that the run defense can improve there. You know, I think it also will improve when you get a J. Ron Curse back. I think that's going to yeah. be important because um, – the linebackers sometimes are having trouble with their fits as well. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, get a safety there instead of a linebacker, that gives you more speed and more coverage ability as well. So I, I we saw J. Ron Kerr's tweet earlier, like this, that <laughs> Ooh, three-headed monster's coming. I'm looking coming. at it right that, now. That, <laughs> that dime package is going to be insane because you got three guys that can tackle as well. I mean, Malik Hooker, this is something like you start to see on tape. I've started to see on tape. His tackling is becoming a lot stronger. Um, Dan Quinn talked about it in his in the press conference that he can see, you know, in the latter part of the year last year that he started to really wrap up and tackle more and trust his body coming off that Achilles. And um, so you got three safeties that can come out there and tackle. I think that's going to help your um, your run defense okay. as well. But as far as that, I mean, it's a similar situation to what we're saying um, every week about other teams, right? Like, this week, you didn't run a run, one. You didn't want to run into the teeth of the uh, commanders' defense, right? You wanted to, you know, try to take the edges. Sure. That's what people are trying to do against the Cowboys right now because yeah. Quinn Bohanna, Neville Gallimore showing up big last game. Um, these guys are really clogging up that A and B gap as well. So I just want to give credit to those guys, and I mean, I just want to try to stay level-headed with the defense because. We we want them to be completely dominant, but you are getting dominance. Look yeah. at these scores. You know, like these other gentlemen across the line from them are also professionals. Like they're gonna come out and make <laughs> adjustments. I mean, is this the National Football League? Are they, are they really pros? <laughs> yes, these I are other know, professionals guys. as well, and we can't expect. Like, granted, I think this defense is gonna continue to get better, but we can't expect for them to just roll over every week. Like so. Sure. So yeah, I think there is improvement to be made. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, with Micah, I hate seeing him. <laughs> I hate seeing him struggling on the sideline and grabbing it. But he said it after the game. It's football. It's yeah. football. This is what comes with the territory. And I love that he's acknowledging that and taking that on. Go ahead, Jay. And And Jerry Jones had mentioned, uh, you know, on 105.3 The Fan this morning when he was asked about Micah's health, mm-hmm. said he's healthy. And that's all I'm going to say <laughs> about it. I mean, and, and really, these guys, just they're – all professional athletes, just what they put their body through and what they endure is really so incredible when you look at it. Um, But something I wanted to mention to your point, you were talking about the safety position and something Dan Quinn said during his press conference was this is just a fun group of safeties that he's working with here. And, uh, you know, when you were talking about Malik Hooker and and the tackling, Dan Quinn mentioned that uh, he's one of the best when it comes to the tackling perspective of things. And tackling was actually an emphasis that uh, Dan Quinn put on the defense this last week for Mm -hmm. the Washington game and so he said that it was better and it's something that they emphasized however uh, I I definitely think we're going to continue to see that emphasis uh, as weeks go on because like you said there's still improvements to be made however let's give credit to Dan Quinn and his defense uh, because they've only allowed one touchdown per game uh, that they've 
played this season. Yeah, and then, that's incredible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I and then Joey Jr. That. Those guys like, um, and yeah, Joey Jr. Um, Al Harris. These yeah. guys also too. You look at Deron Bland, who looks like we don't know absolutely what's going on with Jordan Lewis yet, and we'll find out more information. But yeah. if he has to play you know, this upcoming week, this guy came in there and made an impact and you know he got limited snaps the week before. Mm-hmm. Like he he wasn't he wasn't the guy that was starting, right? So to for them to have that gentleman just ready, I mean credit to him as well, you know, but yeah. to, for him to be ready to play that position at a high level says something to the depth of this team also. And Donovan Wilson is not playing <laughs> with y'all. No, they he's talk, not. They, t- they you know <laughs> he said he sets the tone in these games yeah. and if you got a running back that don't like getting hit mm-hmm. listen you gonna find out today he's speedy you gonna find out it's not even and, and this is something we talked about yesterday i asked christy i wonder i, I wanted uh, one of you guys to maybe ask him if his health regimen has changed what he's doing differently because mm. something about donovan wilson we've seen he is not afraid to throw his body around mm-hmm. at all he is hunting for you and um i saw like numerous times you know when he got injured you know prior to this year he was throwing his shoulder out there and really trying to lay the boom on guys and that was causing injuries for him he had the collarbone shoulder issues stuff like that but this season the tackling form is is impeccable it's insane right and i wonder if you know, this coaching staff, this new coaching staff has gotten with him and shored up that tackling because that's something that I think the Cowboys do collectively pretty well. But Donovan Wilson, it's almost textbook when he's tackling right now. I think a lot of it is confidence. Yes, a absolutely. Lot of these, yeah. A lot of these guys are coming in playing confident. And mm-hmm. and uh, that goes back to, you know, Mike McCarthy building uh, Mike McCarthy building the culture, but Dan Quinn building what he started last year and then just continuing it on. So usually what you see with the team is, all right, end of the year, close the book, <laughs> start again, open from page one. It's almost like Dan Quinn opened from the same exact page of that book that they ended the season with last season mm-hmm. and then said, all right, we're starting where we were, but we're going to amplify it. Yep. And and um, so I think giving the guys the confidence to know what they're doing, trust their coaching, trust their brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And, and Dan Quinn came out of the gates in his That's press conference point. to say, hey, let's talk about the chemistry within this locker yes. room. And, and I think that is something that is just echoed because it's so important and it's so so rare to see a team play this connected and with such a brotherhood. Well, part a lot of that is because they're organically drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these guys have come up with each other. They yep. have bonds because, and this is something like you know, people don't like that the Cowboys are a draft and develop team. People want them to be more aggressive and free agency and things like that. I get it, yo, but. This culture, real culture, there's a culture on this team. I don't care what anyone says. Like, right now, they have built something, and and especially on the defensive side of the ball. You look at guys like Israel McQuamu, like, one of his biggest things that is, I thought that he was not, like, tackling physically. He was not a physical guy like that. This guy's coming in, and it's he's coming in, he's in the box. Like, what's going on? There is a culture. If you can't, you have to play multiple positions in this defense. There's versatility that's yeah. on this defense that's not the norm, and I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. And look, even the rally to the ball, the rally to the ball, you see so many hats to the ball. Like, this defense is is humming right now, and mm-hmm. you're right. 
I think it has a lot to do with the culture and how they're feeling, how they feel about each other as people. And, you know, um, we're talking all about defense and, and Dan Quinn. Anytime he speaks, it's just so amplifying to, to listen yeah, to him during these press conferences. Yeah, so I, I want to I want to play on the defense after hearing him talk I during those pressers. I mean, I'm like, suit me up. But, you know, me on, I'm, going in, I'm going in on special teams. Thank you very much. I was, we'll, special we will stick Girl, to doing this. We just talked about these are NFL players that no. are out there. Yes. I will for sure sign John Fassel, if you're kicker. listening, John Fassel, there you go. Out there. I can be your backup. But you know what? Uh, what what I was saying with all of that is Dan Quinn ta- was asked about Trayvon Diggs, mm-hmm. and uh, something that his mes- message to Trayvon was was not to chase something from before, but creating a presence now. Because there's been a lot of chatter about Mr. Trayvon, and and you know he had an incredible season last season. So what I really like is is Dan Quinn said, you know, we try not to get stuck in what we made in the past mm-hmm. that's in the past that's there but we're creating something new a new presence and you know you look back at the at the defense last season we said oh man this is great how can we get any better and they have mm-hmm. and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier last week was you're mentally confusing the offenses and mm-hmm. and the you know these uh these quarterbacks that have to face you they don't know what's coming next that versatility the flexibility within the defense is confusing for offenses that have to sit there and watch tape I I do not want to be that person. Aisha, I know tape is your thing. I can't even imagine (laughs) sitting there and trying to break down what Dan Quinn is doing because he is a mastermind when it comes to the defensive scheme. Yep. Yeah, I I love that you pointed that out. I actually wrote that down as something to say, uh, and I'm kind of the same with Dan. Like, you just get so mesmerized. And my favorite part about Dan is, like, when you ask him a question, like, you could literally ask him anything, and he's like, that's a great question. Yeah, that's, a question. that's a great question. Yeah, question. Yeah, like I said, it could not be a great question. And he's he's like, like, that's a great question. That's and it a cool gives you question. this like, yeah. Shakespearean answer. And yeah. you're like, that was a good question. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I love that you brought that up. And uh, that we, we touched a little bit earlier uh, just on the chemistry that this team has. But uh, I wrote down the uh, Cowboys starting defense. And when you look at these guys, I mean, these are guys like, to your point, Aisha, like they've been playing together for a minute. They've grown yeah. up. They've, they've seen each other. They know each other very well. Um, and every time Dan Quinn was asked something, that is the first thing that he went back to. He's like, yeah, yeah you know, like we're doing this well because of our chemistry. Oh, well, you know, I sat down with our guys yesterday uh, and the first thing I told them was how good they were on chemistry, which I think really plays uh, a big part when uh, when you talk about Micah, a guy who's getting uh, beaten and bruised anywhere he is on the field, your little face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just good to be able to have guys uh, who can slide in in the place of Micah or yeah. I'm going to say pick up the slack I don't mean slack but yeah. for lack of better terms right. you know right. pick up where he is Left maybe off. being blocked off or yep. being double teamed uh, it's so important to have that because I don't think without that chemistry you have the success that the defense has had so far yeah. sure and something too that uh, I was watching Cowboys Hour right before I got here and so Dorrance Armstrong went on and uh, Christy who was on here yesterday was asking him you know just about everything and he kind of said that uh, he was beating himself up a little bit over the the lack of sacks during this game <laughs> that they all kind of were in. And he was asked, you know, uh, is there was there more that you wanted? He said, yeah, there was more that all of us wanted. So to me, to light that fire under themselves for such a great game defensively, it wasn't perfect, and we know that. But, I mean, dang, this defense is incredible. And they're still saying, no, nah, that's not good enough. We want more. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful thing. And, and uh, 
I have no doubt that uh, he's going to get his wish. <laughs> yeah, it's fun that you bring up the sacks. Uh, the, the PR staff just sent us out their weekly program before the L.A. game. Uh, and I want to read this out while we're talking about sacks. So it says, along with 15 sacks through four games, Dallas leads the league with 70 pressures wow. per pro football focus. And uh, back whenever I was first learning the game, I used to think, like, sacks, that was, like, the epitome of what you could do Talk as a age. defender. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. oh, like, you take down the quarterback, like, mm -hmm. you're the best. Yep. But it's so interesting how the game has changed now. And, and in my opinion, sure, you want to take down the quarterback, right? But – the pressure, if you can put the pre the quarterback under pressure, it's obvious, right? But it forces him to make a quicker decision. It forces him to maybe make a decision that he didn't want to make but has to to avoid that intentional that grounding. Intentional grounding, exactly. Yeah. So I just think it's so interesting uh, how the mentality of being on the defensive line has shifted to I want to take the quarterback down to – I want to help take the quarterback down yeah. because it, it just it looks better. And again, it goes back to just that chemistry that this defensive line has and their ability to have guys who can get to the quarterback and guys who can help assist get to the quarterback. And then you have guys also in the secondary, which we touched on a little bit earlier, That's the best part. who, yep. you know, is protecting the deep threat. And yep. so, again, like back to your point, it confuses offenses because you're like, yep. dang, like, what can I do? Like, what, what can I do? Yeah, and John Mishota said something uh, yesterday. I was listening to him on um, um Love of the Star, um, and he was like, you know, yeah, you know, Cooper Rush did have a couple times where he almost threw picks, and those guys dropped those picks. Trayvon Diggs don't drop picks, and that's how you know he's so great. But like to your point, I was just saying like this defensive line, it's it's a unit, but you have guys back there also that can take advantage of that pressure because yeah. they they are you know changing up their decisions, they're speeding up people's clocks, they're speeding up these quarterbacks' clocks, and to know that you do have a secondary that can snatch the ball out of the air and take it to the next level is is important as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree. Uh, more stats here that I'm uh, kind of reading right. as we're doing this that I love that is so interesting. Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence, a guy who we talk about the tank, he is tied for a career three sacks in that win against the Giants. It's the most he's tallied in the first three games of a season since he had six and a half in three games back in 2017. But here's where it gets interesting. Ooh. Lawrence needs just one more sack to pass Hall of Fame defensive tackle Randy White for six most sacks in team history. And, you know, Tank's a guy who we talk about regularly, but uh, that's such a hard word for me to say, regularly. It's not easy. Um, it's not an easy word. <laughs> it's hard, right? <laughs> easy word. Uh, but, but my favorite thing about Demarcus Lawrence is not only is he just like that, that veteran presence on a, a strong defense, but how good is it to have a guy where you can kind of just forget about the stats because you know he's going to be making an impact no matter what he does, right? right. It's not like you're not like every game going, okay, like what, what's DeMarcus Lawrence going to do? Because it's just – it's almost like automatic. And so um, I love that they included that. In yeah. There. Well, and I think something about Tank that really is, is noticeable is when he's speaking about uh, anything that happens, his accolades, his accomplishments, he's so humble. Yeah. And, and I, I think – to keep level-headedness and and uh, a humble aura to yourself after being the monster that he is is so so rare uh and, and i just really love his his mentality his fight mentality and um he embodies everything that i think this 
defense should always be. And, and I think um, that goes back again. We can say this over and over. We're going to we're going to sound like Dan <laughs> Quinn, but the chemistry and, and the chemistry is so important and the leadership. And, um, you know, we always talk about what goes on in the locker room. Those guys have each other's backs. This is a brotherhood. Yeah. And, and I think it is so special. And I've been saying it for weeks now. This chemistry is not to be slept on by anybody in this league because a lot of teams do not feel the chemistry like they feel within the Cowboys locker room. Yeah, and he's humble enough. I well, know, I know. Hey, listen, don't, Look, he, don't get it He's humble, but he's not sheepish, yeah. okay? No, yeah. no. That's one thing I love about Tank, though. He's been yeah. tweeting out after, almost after every game underdog. As he mm-hmm. should. Like, As he should. Because I think that this defense at this point is just like a – what more do you need to see here? <laughs> what more do you need to see? The right. best of the best. <laughs> I think it's a good time for our second break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We're going to talk a little L.A. Rams when we come back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic Angel Food or the New Angel Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, the which is sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to dig into the Los Angeles Rams game against the San Francisco 49ers, but first we go over to Jess. Fall officially kicks off at the start with our first ever Fall Fest on Saturday, October 8th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come to the Tostitos Championship Plaza for a day full of family fun from a beer garden to a petting zoo, face painting, live music to fall-inspired food. I'm still vying for that pumpkin flavor and more. Uh, this event is free and open to the public, so if you want more information, you can head to thestarinfrisco.com. And I know you're not a pumpkin person. You're not a pumpkin gal, but that's okay. It's okay, Haley. So I, I still thing. appreciate you thing. for not being a pumpkin Yo. gal. I think, I think pumpkin spice is just fine. I think it is. I think it is just fine. I think it is overhyped. I think we put it out way too early. Every state that I've lived in, I have lived in Texas. I have lived in Montana. I have lived in Alabama. I have lived in Florida. It is too hot 
to be drinking pumpkin spice in August. I'm look. Here's the thing, though. I don't like hot drinks, so okay. my pumpkin seasonal pumpkin drinks are always iced. That's fair. So, it's but they do great. taste better it's hot. Just I just fine. don't like hot hot coffee, hot drinks. I'm more of an iced coffee gal. But yeah. hey, you know what? We're talking all <laughs> things Rams and 49ers. I was gonna say, you know who was iced last night? Ooh, that was good. The Los Angeles so Rams. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm here all night. Just kidding. Here to hype you up. I'm leaving at five o'clock. But no, in all seriousness, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champions, falling to the San Francisco 49ers 24 to 9 last night. We were just talking about it in the break. Matt Stafford sacked seven times. Ouch. And, and ladies, if I am that Dallas Cowboys defense that we just spent a whole segment talking about, my ears are perking up, yeah. my tail is wagging. I am excited when I see that Matt Stafford struggled Mm -hmm. last night and the offensive line yeah I mean you see you just see the loss of how big um the loss of Andrew Whitworth what that is for this team it's like the level of like us losing a Zach Martin it is serious for them and then also too Cooper Cup has a lot that he is taking care of over there I don't know how many targets he had like 17 yesterday it was insane or something like Uh, that let's see 14 yeah looks like 14 yeah it was in crazy right might as well have been 17 yeah (laughs) almost there Basically. Um, and just looking at that receiver core there, um, they're not getting a lot from their run game right now. There are just they are still trying to figure things out, you know, post Super Bowl. And this happens to a lot of teams mm-hmm. after a Super Bowl. They almost have to rebuild rebuild. And also too, it's difficult to repeat in this league, people. Mm-hmm. So um you're just seeing that and I know we're gonna get into it, you know, more, you know, tomorrow and stuff, but I am Definitely far more worried about their defense, defensive line and what they're capable of doing than what offensively they're doing right now. They look like they're really struggling to find a rhythm and find anything outside of Cooper Cup, who's taking on the brunt of the work. They're coming off a short week. That 49ers defense is... Up, up with Dallas, you know what I'm saying? You know, they're they're both up there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that 49ers defense is nothing to snuff at, and they really out physical them yesterday I mean I mean they do that to a lot of people but I just I don't know I don't know if I was expecting uh for the Rams to be so offensively inept yesterday so that yeah. is something for us to look at and I'll obviously be looking at in this matchup this week and and something that uh Micah had talked about you know last week when we were talking about the commanders and and uh, all of the sacks that were allowed within uh, the week before Micah said he said it perfectly and Dan Quinn kind of echoed that and that was something I actually had in my notes was it is for tomorrow but a little spoiler alert (laughs) is is how he said a team's not going to play bad two weeks in a row, especially yeah. a team of that caliber. Um, you're really not going to, maybe you're not going to see the same things that we saw this week really transpire into the Cowboys game. However, the Rams are going to come off of a short week. So that's always more of a advantage, if you will. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I personally don't think so. I think teams and, and players are established to that already. But um, something that came up was Bobby Wagner because Dan Quinn was his former defensive coordinator. Um, so obviously DQ got some questions about him during the press conference. And so, um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting thing. And, and Kellen Moore was even asked, mm-hmm. like, hey, are you going to pick into DQ's brain a little bit about Bobby? Because um, he, he should know him as a player. Mm-hmm. Think about Bobby Wagner. Wagner. Great, great guy. Scary. 
I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not playing him. But here's the thing. Something that I, I'm just going through the stats for the first time, really looking at them. Something that jumped out to me, um, and this is just coming off of the Commanders game, was that the Rams only had one penalty for five yards. Keep in mind, we also played the Commanders, who had a total of, of what, uh, 12 penalties mm-hmm. within the first three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And then here Doubled comes, that, basically, the, here comes the, Cowboys. the Cowboys. And so I'm going to be very interested to see more uh, I'm going to look into this tonight for the Rams but um, if the Cowboys are able to get those easy penalties within uh, the Rams game I think that's going to be something to keep an eye out for kind of like they did with Washington given two completely different teams but I I think the Cowboys are really honing in on on taking advantage of those a little bit more yeah I just I was agreeing. I was oh. saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and um this kind of circles back to I love a good first full circle moment. This circles back to what we uh, initially started talking about um Dak versus Cooper and the idea of, you know, who do you want to play? Yeah. Uh, we can pretty much assume that Cooper Rush will be the starting quarterback against the Rams. Uh, and I think that that bodes well against uh you know, what we've been talking about with the Rams, uh, just giving Cooper an opportunity, you know, maybe let's say Cooper goes into this one and, and he, you know, broke even as far as records go. Uh, now when you've got a guy who is building his confidence a little bit more, he's going into this, he still hasn't lost a game as an NFL quarterback. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. But um, Is this wood? Jazzy, is this wood? Did I knock on wood? Do I need to go <laughs> knock on something else? <laughs> um but no, I just think it bodes well, uh, you know, when you have a guy who has built that confidence, uh, he earned the respect of his teammates, although I think he had already had it previously. Sure. Uh, but uh, just giving him an opportunity to give him, you know, a, a real challenge. Kellen Moore talked about how uh, what he likes about Cooper Rush is just his ability to make good take good chances. Mm-hmm. And I think that in a backup quarterback, sometimes that's not always uh, easy to find because, you know, uh, you get into the game and the adrenaline's going. You know, this is your first opportunity to show what you have. Uh, I don't think we ever really had that from Cooper. No, I think Cooper just gamer. stepped in and he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Snap the ball. Like, oh, I'm going to throw it deep. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's in Noah Brown's hands or it's in Trayvon Diggs. Or Trayvon Diggs has got defense on the brain. Hey, uh, you know Lamb. He's basically going to play a wide receiver, right? Like, I don't blame uh, you for that. Eventually. But I just think, like, uh, this matchup really bodes well for a Cooper Rush to have – uh, not necessarily a breakout game per se, but definitely just gives him another opportunity to show like it's okay. We can rest Dak one more week. Yeah, we've got Cooper Rush, yeah. and I, and I think that goes back to what we've echoed of he's been around the scheme. He's been through the highs and the lows. He's been in this locker room, and and um, it, it's well respected through through the locker room with everybody he's he's boating with and playing with. But Aisha, what are your thoughts? No, no, I I just. I, this actually, this game is the game that I'm the most excited to get into, like film wise. Mm-hmm. Um, just really excited to see um, some of Sean McVay's, you know, concepts and some of the things he does. Uh, I think that w- they do a lot. Uh, I know we're gonna get into it tomorrow, but I think that they do a lot to help out their offensive line. So you see a lot of pre-snap motion and um, bracketing and stuff like that. They're trying to get you know guys on the right. They they play the matchup game really well, and that's something that Dan Quinn does as well. So I think that that matchup between in the in the box, you know, I guess against um, Dan Quinn and Sean McVay, mm-hmm. I think that right there is gonna be super crazy to see because you have two great minds that have different weapons they can deploy and do different things I, i'm curious to see how it is so i'm really excited to get into the tape tonight on yeah the Rams. yeah and we'll obviously have a better idea uh the preparation um when we get to 
have practice tomorrow and then get in the locker room and talk to those guys. I know we're getting towards the end of our time here, so I want to go over to Jess, who has a little past interference for Yeah, us. so your past interference actually comes from Matt Owen. We have to put the plug in for Matt because he is just a bucket of knowledge, and we appreciate Matt Owen and his uh, genius football mind. So, Matt, thank you so much for sending this to Aisha to send to me. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but he said through four games that the Cowboys offense has been called for 27 penalties, the same amount as they had through four games in 2021. The Cowboys defense has been called for 31 penalties, 11 fewer than 2021. So we're just talking. I was just talking about this. So I was going to say I want to hear your immediate thoughts because you are the pa- or you are the penalty queen. I'm the penalty the queen. Anti penalty queen. I anti. I, I love say, that. So. You know what? If that's my new stick, I I, I love that because you know how I hate penalties. <laughs> you know what? I I think we've seen improvement as far as the discipline with the penalties goes, and I'm just hoping to see more of it. That's my initial re- reaction. I don't want to see the Cowboys uh, getting the penalties. I want to see them drawing penalties from the other side. Yeah, and I love. Uh, I love that stat because it's very uh, indicative of, you know, the way that Mike McCarthy and even Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore kind of broke down how they felt about the first four weeks of the season. Mike McCarthy told us yesterday, uh, you know, you don't really know enough about your team until you get to that four week mark. And by yeah. by the time you're at that four game four mark, you have a better understanding of the chemistry of who can do what. Uh, and I think that that's just kind of a, a cool, you know, way to track the progress is, you know, like, OK, like, sure, we had a rookie offensive line that or I guess less experienced offensive line uh, that's still struggling to build that cohesion Uh, we've got some new guys stepping in really all over the field so um, I love that that stats happening hopefully we can keep it Matt Owen downward trend we love it thank you Matt for sending that in Matt Owen thank you so much well I think that just about does it for us here on girls talk boys talk we've chatted a lot we'll get a chance to break down this Los Angeles Rams versus the Dallas Cowboys matchup a little bit more tomorrow but we're going to go home and get some rest and maybe get yeah, some dinner. Please. So That sounds delicious. Yes. For Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez, I'm Haley Sutton. Thanks so much for joining us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We will catch you tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Perfect. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!